1: Says that um, this is part of, the, uh, of a pattern ahead of the first Trump impeachment. You said the committee had not spoken to a whistleblower. In fact, that turned out not to be true. You know, the Washington Post uh, said so in their, in their fact check. Uh,
2: the Washington Post uh, uh, identified that, yes, before the person became a whistleblower, they sought advice from the committee. Uh, when I was asked the question, I thought they were referring to whether we had brought the whistleblower in. Uh, and I should have been more clear in my answer.
1: Uh, On that, uh, Congressman, you were also removed uh, by Republicans from the Intelligence Committee. What the speaker said about you is that beginning in 2012, a suspected Chinese spy developed ties to you and to your office, even put an intern uh, there, raised campaign funds for you. You say very clearly you cut off ties with this person back in 2015 when you found out you cooperated with the FBI. But the bottom line question is this. Did you put yourself in a vulnerable position in any way so that this alleged Chinese spy could have benefited or even learn American secrets?
3: Absolutely not. Uh, But, Dana, uh, don't take my word for it. Uh, Take the FBI's word for it. They never talk about ongoing investigations, and and former Chairman Schiff knows this uh, as a member of the Gang of Eight. Three different times they came out and said two things. All I did was help them, And also, I was never under any suspicion of wrongdoing.
1: Let me ask you, uh, Congresswoman Omar, about what Republicans are are saying about you, that there is a pattern of anti-Semitic and other controversial statements that make you unfit to sit on, in your case, the House Foreign Affairs Committee. I'm told that Republicans presented a list in their meeting, in their private meeting, this past week, uh, including in that list is that you said that Israel hypnotized the world, you said Israel is an apartheid regime, that politicians with pro-Israel stances were all about the Benjamins, which you very notably apologize for, uh, that you support the BDS movement, which a lot of people think is rooted in anti-Semitism, Compare the US and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban. I want to give you a chance to respond to all of that, which they say is a clear pattern. Yeah. Um, I might have
4: uh, used words at the time that I didn't understand were trafficking in uh, anti-Semitism. Uh, when that was brought to my attention, I apologized. I owned up to it. That's the kind of person that I am. Uh, and I continue to work with my colleagues. Any time I see a
2: train door open, I head for it. And by the way, I can say it now since I know the uh, th- there's different leadership. I used to about... Uh, 15 percent of the time ride with the engineers for real and i'm the only guy that i'm aware of when i stopped riding amtrak that had a key to get in the back so uh you you can tell your predecessor he's gone at,
5: Like the flyover politics podcast It's the 31st of, 31st of January, year of the Lord 2023. Nice little bump there. We got we had actually CNN doing journalism, the president bumbling. That's what DC looks like two blocks from the Capitol. And Lily Lightfoot, with all the crime she has, she had time to dance in the snow. Yeah, so Dave, we're going to cover uh, top six. Do an Army segment, sorry for shaking the camera, and we actually have uh, some Sunday shows in here, but I I don't want to start the show under false pretenses or disinformation. Yes, she briefly asked those three chuckles about their transgressions, then she gave up the floor for them to bash McCarthy.
6: I want to ask you about some of the makeup uh, of your caucus. According yes. to CBS records, 70% of the House GOP members denied the results of the 2020 election. You put many of them on very key committees, intelligence, homeland security, oversight. Why are you elevating people who are denying reality like that?
7: Well, if you look to the Democrats, their ranking men are, member Raskin had the same thing, denied Trump or Bush was in there. Benny Thompson, the Did you who see those ra- numbers that we just the- put
6: up there? Yeah.
7: 70%. Did you also be fair and equal where you looked at Raskin did the same thing? Mm-hmm. Benny Thompson, who's a ranking member and was a chair? These individuals were chair of the Democratic I'm Party. I'm asking
6: you, as leader but of I'm Kevin McCarthy's house, I'm also, why you made these choices. These were your choices.
7: Yeah, they're my choices, but they're the conference choices. But I'm also asking you, when you look to see just Republicans, Democrats have done the same thing. So maybe it's not denying. Maybe it's the only opportunity they have to have a question about what went on during the election. So if you want to hold Republicans to that equation, why don't you also hold Democrats? Why don't you hold Jamie Raskin? Why don't you hold Benny Thompson when Democrats had appointed them to be chair? Uh I never once heard you ask Nancy Pelosi or any Democrat that question when they were in Power in the majority. When they questioned. You're talking
6: about things going back to 2000, which was a time well, you're when talking about I didn't the... have this show back but, then, which yeah. is why I'm asking you no, now. No, about but your they were they were, in, they were
7: in power last Congress. So why are. You're talking about questions why...
6: from 2000. But you're asking
7: me about questions about that happened these choices to another you just Congress. Made. You're, you're just actually made. about questions for another Congress. So the only thing I'm this simply is your talking Congress. these These are members who just got elected by their
5: constituents and we. It is classic media. We're going to look like we're, we're not biased, but we are. Uh, Philip Bump decided to go. Of course, it's because she's Muslim. Yeah. Um, and during it, the uh, Chiron, McCarthy removed Schiff and Solwell from House Committee. Schiff on McCarthy's decision to remove him in Intel. You know, they, they don't change. They never change. They just pretend they're doing it. And to make an, a weekly feature i like to do, um, here's the president again. My word is a Biden. I've dem- never been more optimistic about America future than I am today. Really? Because every speech is those evil Republicans. It's a dark day in America. A winter of darkness and death. Ron Klein is going out. Public sees Biden cooperating with document investigation. job approval remains unchanged. Well, well, well. Well you know when you, the media does articles like this, I mean seriously folks, that's an article. Amtrak Joe. Hale's plan for Big East Coast Tunnel fix. Amtrak Joe. And then we have nothing but this this weekend from the sports world, which you're going to see sports clips today, not the Eric haircutting place, but actually sports reporters on ESPN talking about Tyree Nichols because, you know, why would we be just about sports? I mean, it's ESPN, it's owned. But Michael Beschloss... And I don't know if I have this one. Which one did I grab? Um, America's first lady is Dr. Jill Biden. The whole world was pissed off because Megyn Kelly announces for the Eagles 49er game, just spotted the first lady in the box and, of course, called her Dr. Jill Biden. I wonder if she realized that a wannabe she looks like insisting on fake title. Get a real MD or just work on your self-esteem. Sonny McFunning face, reminder that insistence on Dr. Biden is a new rule not enforced even when it comes to other lefty women. And I want to bring to light because I did forget to grab this. That's Madeline Albright. She had a doctorate. Nobody called her doctor. And I remember getting on a on a a site site about it um, or a tweet thread about it and literally saying you would never see Roger Goodell hanging out with Melania Trump. And I googled, there's never been a time he hung out with GOP presidents. But Dr. Jill, yeah, Ian Bremmer, I'm sure you feel the same, just need some quotes on these Dr. Sebastian Gorkas. That's why they tried to... I mean, she was trending this week. They wanted to kill her. They really did. Megan Kelly also. These are five-alarm fire. Oh, my God. CNN just knots It's lowest rating in nine years. It's prime time. Only has 93,000 people in 2554. And all day, the best they get is 444,000 viewers. That's, that's pretty heinous. And then I, I want to, before we get in our top six, play this soundbite that, well, it just sums up our media.
6: Now, to a tense situation in the Middle East Israel and the West Bank were rocked by violence over the weekend, including an attack in East Jerusalem. A Palestinian gunman opened fire on an Israeli settlement there, killing seven people. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Jerusalem this morning to meet with Israel's new far-right government. MTS Tayeb is also there.
8: The funeral of Eli and Natalie Mizrahi, a married couple in their 40s, was emotional and angry, following the deadliest attack on Israelis since 2008. Seven were killed on Friday after a 21-year-old Palestinian opened fire close to a synagogue in East Jerusalem. Haim Cohen lives in the area. It's disturbing and it's shocking and uh, it brings to home exactly how it can happen to anybody. Another shooting on Saturday, this time by a Palestinian boy who was just 13, left two men badly injured. The gun attacks follow a deadly Israeli raid in the occupied West Bank on Thursday that killed nine Palestinians, including 61-year-old grandmother Majda Obeid. The Palestinian death toll from confrontations with Israeli forces this month alone now stands at 35. In response to the escalating violence, newly re-elected Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his cabinet, described as the most extreme far-right government in Israel's history, announced a series of punitive measures targeting Palestinians, including forcing the families of suspected attackers out of their homes and welding the doors shut, as well as potentially stripping them of their citizenship rights. A form of collective punishment, says East Jerusalem is, resident this is, this is, this is, Yusuf Abu Tha'ar.
9: Understand
5: we've had a bunch of Muslim attacks lately. Oh, there's the Biden picture. Yeah, I forgot to put that up. That, that's, you'll, you'll never find it. Go Google. See if you can find it. The media downplaying a Palestinian attack, explosion of Pakistani mosque leaves de- dozens dead and more than 150 injured. I'm sorry, a Muslim attack. ABC suicide bomber detonates inside mosque in Pakistan killing and wounding hundreds. 88 people killed, 170 wounded. And this is what Al Jazeera put up. That is for the guy who killed seven Israelis. A "get to know" segment. Get to know. This is an article that's going around. I'm just going to leave this slide up as we start our top six. We've lost the plot. Our constant need for entertainment is blurred in between fiction reality on television and American politics and in our everyday life. And they bash cable news for this. But of course, Fox News. You know, that's that's who they're bashing. This was on... CNN. So our number one soundbite bashing religious advertisements.
0: If you're planning to watch the upcoming Super Bowl, you'll likely see a few ads about Jesus. CNN's Tom Foreman looks into who is behind the He Gets Us campaign and why some are calling this a PR stunt for right-wing politics.
10: There was this controversial figure. Everywhere he went, people challenged him.
11: The message is stark, arresting, and backed by $100 million. That's how much organizers say is behind this campaign to market Jesus as a patient, loving, inclusive cure for our divisive times. With the tagline, he gets us. Jason Vanderground. We're
12: trying to unify the American people around the confounding love and forgiveness of Jesus.
11: The campaign website is filled with phrases saying, Jesus called out the toxic religious and political systems, led the protest against the walls that divide us, and broke the chains that held women in bondage. Merchandise declares Jesus was a refugee and an immigrant. At first blush, it can all read like a stand against radical right-wing politics and related divisiveness but the campaign pointedly says this is not an attack on anyone it is an outreach to young americans whom polls show are abandoning christianity and other faiths at a historic pace
12: a lot of times when people look at christianity they see it as much more uh, unfortunate uh, hypocritical judgmental, kind of
8: discriminatory.
11: Add the fact that He Gets Us is funded by anonymous donors acting through a Kansas nonprofit linked to staunchly conservative causes, and it raises alarms for some skeptics, such as Chrissy Stroop, a former evangelical who now reports on religion. I believe the He Gets Us campaign is a uh, PR effort and and website uh, strategically developed by right-wing evangelicals to... So let me get this straight. Every day
5: on every channel I ever watch, there's some kind of liberal pack pushing their tripe. Planned Parenthood. All about killing dim babies. That's all over the TV. Yeah, I changed shirts. Sorry, I, I forgot. I had gone out and petted the Huskies this morning. I look like a Husky. I still got hair all over me. And no, it's it's Packers, not Georgia. Although I'm glad the Bulldogs won I mean I like the Bulldogs they're a good football team um, and with my coach coming from there I'm, I'm really hoping somehow some way we, we get good because the ducks suck but anyway they always prove we're gonna find out where that money comes from Never mind. That we literally have, don't tell anybody I'm drinking two monsters, Um, people financing riots all over our country. Never mind that. We're not covering that. Why would we cover that? Come on, man. Come on. That's just not good. He gets us a right-wing conspiracy on CNN. And then we had our Sunday shows, and me and Gigi watched these, which is really rare that we do. You're going to see uh, PBS hosts claim black Memphis cops driven by anti-black racism. I'm putting in this section because it was a Sunday show. ABC panelists equate CRT bans with police brutality against black people because they got to get DeSantis in. It's all about DeSantis. Another PBS, anti-gun access leftists uh, lamenting America's gun culture. Todd dismisses FBI targeting of parents, and Jim Jordan just ripped him a new asshole. I, I was very impressed with that. But this is what goes for Sunday morning
7: media. Unpack a little bit, you, you, you talk about the FBI abusing uh, powers when it comes to parents and the school board school board members were getting death threats. These weren't idle things. These weren't parents just yelling and screaming. These were actual death threats to elected officials. And the FBI got a tip. How do they not, should they not look into a death threat when an elected official gets a death threat?
12: School board writes a letter on uh, September 29th, five days later, the attorney general of the the United States issues a memorandum to 101 U.S. attorney's office around the country saying set up this this line that they can report on. 16 days later, Chuck, the Mm -hmm. FBI sends out an email to Agents all across the country say, put this designation on parents reported on the snitch line that the, the attorney general set up. So all that happens, think about it, September 29th, October 4th, October mm-hmm. 20th of 20. That all happens in 22 days. When have you ever you, seen the federal you know government the, move that fast? Okay. 25 parents. There were actual death
11: threats. understand. Punishment. But Literally, I
12: understand. Is, Chuck, but let me just finish this. this is, 25 <laughs> parents get reported on that snitch line. They all get investigated. FBI shows up at their door. Guess how many have been charged? How many have been charged? Yeah. A zero. Then the FBI didn't show up. Did the well, FBI not do its job? You don't think I, I, If okay, they so were trumping something what, up, wouldn't they be arresting something? the people I mean,
7: you? are trying people, to create a, you're trying to create a, uh, you're trying no. to create a controversy out of the FBI following up on tip. I mean, literally. Here's among, this is what Loudoun County, Virginia school board member. If she doesn't quit or resign before the end of the year, we will kill her. But first, we will kill you. These were among the comments in Dublin, no, no, Ohio he, school board member. You have become she, our enemies. You will be removed one way or the other shouldn't the FBI investigate these one things? Of
12: the, one, of the, one of the people they went to investigate was a mom and they said, because she's in the group Moms for Liberty and because they have firearms at her house, they go investigate her. You get investigated in America for that? They, they show up at your house? Now, you don't think that has a chilling impact on, on, on other parents? So there's a school board meeting tonight. Mr. Jones is thinking about going and talking at the school board meeting, and then he says, you know what, maybe I won't go, maybe I won't speak up, because I know Mrs. Smith had a visit from the FBI last week. The chilling impact on First Amendment free speech is, the, is what we care about. This committee is about protecting right. the Constitution in particular.
13: We intentionally went out and talked to white suburban Trump supporters, and we just read them the language from the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act no with no political language around it to say and overwhelmingly people agreed and what they said was you know i knew it was bad but i didn't know it was that bad and i do and they also said yes everybody should be held accountable so i think that's the other part of this is american citizens we have to acknowledge our own responsibility but the second thing i wanted to touch on is something that you were asking your your other guests and that is We know from the civil rights movement, you can't just change law, you have to change hearts and minds, and anti-black racism is everywhere. We know that that is part of the training that these officers receive, that black and brown equals danger. We see it, we have to acknowledge this comes at a time when the governor of Florida says no African-American AP classes, when we have demagoguery around critical race theory, when the truth is we have to be willing to have hard truthful conversations in this country and all of us have to be a part of that or it's not going to change it's not going to say again i'm I'm not surprised the officers here were black because when we talk
7: about race and policing, we talk about the way black men, black women, black people are perceived and the way they are perceived by all of us. And so anti-black racism, uh, the idea of thinking of black men and women as prone to violence, as dangerous, as bigger or stronger or or more insidious than they really are is something that can infect all of our minds Um, and black people are not immune from
11: that as well. And so, Are there any changes that you think could be done quickly that could make a difference? We need comprehensive gun policy reform, but that's
4: not going to happen because we have a culture problem. There is big resistance to any kind of reform. Um, The fact that high-capacity magazines and assault weapons are in civilian circulation is a symptom of that problem. So I would love to see a ban on that. If we could accomplish that quickly, that would indicate that we're moving in the right direction to get the comprehensive reform that we need.
11: But how do you address the bigger issue of the gun culture? You mentioned that we're in a gun culture, that culture is uh, part of the problem.
4: There is a culture that uh, very much believes that everyone should have a gun. Everyone should have a gun, and um, it doesn't matter if you're not trained. It doesn't matter if uh, you don't store it right. And that culture is a problem, and that culture actually is part of the opposition to any kind of gun policy reform in Washington, D.C. So we need to start softening that culture so that we can get the comprehensive reform that we need. Because until we can change that culture, we're not going to get it.
5: Chuck Todd is so bad at what he does. He's so bad. I mean, they're not going to cover this stuff with Twitter. I mean, we can't expect them to. FBI, New York Times, everybody doubling down. They did nothing wrong. The Hamil- Hamilton um, 68 stuff is just huge. So, uh, I watched post-staff showed a lack of curiosity towards Bob Woodward's warning about the Trump-Russia c- story. Because there's actually proof now that him, of all people, he said this doesn't look real. But he would still go on TV. And then, of course, you have after this segment with Chuck Todd and Brennan basically telling them that every investigation you're doing, it's fake. It's just like Benghazi all over again. It's just like Obama with the IRS. It's like everything. We go back into protection mode. When they investigate, it is righteous, even though it's four years of nothing. But when conservatives do, it is fake. Face the press, Sunday morning moderators, Margaret Brennan and Chuck Todd, show their skills and in contentious interviews. Skills. Those skills are just biased. Uh, I'm not talking about, let me get down to uh, Todd. Meanwhile, Todd did a similar solid job on Sunday's Meet the Press during an interview with Ohio Republican Jordan. Jordan accused the FBI of weaponizing a search of Donald Trump, but Tom came prepared. There were nine months between initial action. Blah, 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 blah. This is some sort of proof that somehow we've weaponized and played in politics. Again, great use of facts. Jordan said they raided Trump's home. And Todd snapped back because Biden didn't defy a subpoena. One more thing. On the topic of Face the Nation, Buston also saw a and rare bipartisan conversation with Mark Warner and Marco Rubio. It was so great. And I'm going to follow this from now on. This is a uh, pointer institute on Sundays. And as you can expect, they're like, oh, this is just good shit. This is great. And then Brian, who can't get a job anywhere, just can't, our global plowers players shrugging off the disinformation crisis this was in a tweet everywhere this weekend and I gotta tell you, I nuked said tweet a million times just nuked it because you're full of shit you're just 100% full of fucking shit the disinformation that we really need to worry about is liberal disinformation. And you can see that it permeates through everything. Here is Bill Maher downing CRT in Cranston
2: going, Oh, it's so important and be able to get your arms quickly yeah. when we were being attacked. Exactly. So But if you but critical ratio can mean it's I mean, it's just one of these catch-all terms. If you mean we should honestly teach our past, of course. If you mean more what the uh, 1619 book says, which is that it's just the essence of America and that we are irredeemable, that's just wrong. It's not... Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, all right. I, I, I agree with that. But even even teaching our past and being honest and owning up to who we are as a country <laughs> in the history of most schools are doing that. I mean, I'm sure there are ones in Texas that are not. Look, in Florida, uh, they're, they're, they 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 want to do do away with critical race theory and a lot of other states. Because some because sometimes it veers off into things that are really not appropriate in schools. So how do you govern that? You, if you're, that, how you're do telling you... five year olds that you're either an oppressor or someone who uh, was uh, oppressed. You're you're introducing ideas about race that are inappropriate for, for kids that age. You can't understand okay, it. Okay, so common sense would common sense that. is what's lacking in yeah, this country. You need that's you why, but that is why people wind up passing laws about that. And yes, you're right. Very often the laws go too far, but it's not coming out. It's not coming from nothing. It's coming from things that have started in colleges mm-hmm. and very far left woke thinking that uh, many people feel is not appropriate in schools. I mean, the same thing with with gender stuff. You know, can they just be kids for a minute? Right. Okay. How about climate? Here's Harrison Ford.
11: To people who don't believe in science, or worse than that, pretend they don't believe in science for their own self-interest they know who they are we know who they are we are all rich or poor powerful or powerless we will all suffer the effects of climate change and ecosystem destruction and we are facing what is quickly becoming the greatest moral crisis of our time that those least responsible will bear the greatest costs.
5: Well, how about this, Indiana Jones? re car charging costs creep back above the price of fueled gas. People are ballooning. They're putting the cars in the chargers because they can't charge at the fucking house. It's a huge problem. Here's what happens if you shift a Rivian EV into park at high speeds. It blows the fuck up. Travel centers are deploy 1,000 electric America DC fast chargers at 200 locations because people can't charge with their house. Here's how we're charging EVs at the level 2 maximum of 19.2. People are working hacks because you can't get the good shit. Uh, EV owners report issues that fries cars when charging at Electrify America. 10 electric cars that'll bankrupt you. Tesla Model S, Jaguar I, Tesla Model XCR, Jaguar I-Pace, Chevrolet Bolt, um, Tesla Model S CR 2015, Chevy Bolt CR 105, Hyundai Ioniq, and it just goes on and on. It, they're all just bankrupting you because you can no longer Make it better. President Biden, on my watch, Great American Road Trip is going to be fully electrified, and now, through a tax credit, you can get up to 7500 I destroyed this tweet with the fact that it costs $4,000 for a Level 2 charger, and then now, people who are being smart are doing studies, and they show that, sorry, it costs the same as if I had gas now. Through our next soundbite. It's gonna be a race, cause race and trans is all part of disinformation. Masses of Minneapolis Minneapolis police swarmed to protest before it could start, and the media was upset about it. Do the math on that. Anybody? This Bree Newsome chick is fucking just going crazy first thing we need to acknowledge is an indisputable fact: that police forces were never formed for the purpose of protecting black communities and keeping us safe. That's number one. So how does it make sense to insist to somehow transform a racist institution, a long history of terrorizing communities, into something that does the opposite? It doesn't. It actually makes no sense at all. Why is the burden of transforming a racial in- racist institution placed onto the very community that continues to be terrorized by it? Why does most of our local public funding go to the racist institutions that terrorize the community when we need more funding for housing? Housing, schools, public parks, transportation, and health service. None of this makes sense, except that the goal is to preserve structural racism. Notice you don't see any many politicians loudly railing against defunding police right now because they know we're right. As in all of these, they got what they wanted, but we're not done. Phil Magnuson, I don't know. if I grabbed this or not. Oh, that's the AOC one. Phil Magnuson. Just watched Hulu 1619 Project first episode. It leans heavily on the claim that the American Revolution was fought over slavery. Lord Dunmore becomes an emancipator in Nicole Hannah jolans account. Not mentioned, he was an enslaver. And it's a long thread. He just destroys it. AOC, the effort to separate the officers who murdered Tyree Nichols from the system of police and to pronounced them as powerful. Police killings are in the U.S. reached a record high at 2022. So do police getting killed. Tyree Nichols should be alive, charged alone on justice. At least 1,176 people were killed by law enforcement last year. Record billion in training body cams. This cycle doesn't work. Michael Schellenberg, no, the data show you are dead wrong on this. The rise in police killings in the U.S. along with the rise in homicide is a direct result of anti-police politicians like you who demonize the police, throw them out of their jobs, and push many of the best ones into more affluent other jobs. Reality is, and there's so many facts to destroy this, the Memphis Police Department is short 500 fucking goddamn cops. They made it so you don't even need a college degree. That's how the t- police chief got back because she was fired for incompetence. That's how they have a shitty police fo- force. You get hood rats that become cops. And before I play the sound bites, it may be the only Palestinian American Congress, but I will never stop reminding folks that our country is funding an apartheid regime that is killing Palestinian children and families. We honor the victims of the Jenin massacre by telling the truth about the apartheid government. But Omar didn't know that her tropes were tropes. So, CNN or uh, ESPN talking about it. Mehdi Hassan and Joy Reid being a racist. Don Lemon being a racist. Two segments from uh, Hannah Nicole Jones, bullshit. And the view, white people need to get beat down. That's what I got out of the soundbite.
14: first thing is, it's almost impossible to get through the entire video. Yeah. if you, 66 minutes. In, if you in any way have uh, a, heart, a heart, if yeah. you have someone you care about, someone you love, you realize how heinous and evil of an act that this was. As you describe it, Stephen A., and it's exactly what all of us saw, and you mentioned the names of the five police officers who took Tyree Nichols' life, I think you missed some words. You missed murderers, because that's what they are. And you missed cowards. Okay, I agree. To have someone restrained and continue to beat them to death, I don't think we've quite put that into words, or you Mm. can even put into words the amount of hate you have to have, the amount of hurtful, malicious, murderous intent you have to have to beat a human to death,
0: Mm -hmm.
14: to be so premeditated, to be so calculated in your evil that you cover up the body cam, that you scream things that you know aren't true because you're setting up your false reports. You're setting up You're up. Let me take you back 20 years when a
15: brash young Ivy League graduate went down to Georgia to teach history at Darlington, one of the state's oldest boarding schools. To say his teaching style was unorthodox would be, well, generous. One former student told the New York Times that he taught a class on the Civil War in such a way that it came off as an attempt to justify slavery. The student said, quote, He was trying to play devil's advocate, that the South had good reason to fight that way, to kill other people over owning people, black people. And who was that brash, young, unorthodox teacher, you ask? Why, the current governor of Florida, Republican Ron DeSantis, of course. Only now he's graduated from whitewashing black history to simply erasing it. DeSantis has blocked a new AP course on African-American history from being taught in Florida schools, saying it violates state laws and is, quote, historically inaccurate. Under DeSantis, Florida's gone from don't say gay to don't say black. But Democrats and educators are fighting back. DeSantis is facing a wave of backlash from labor unions, academic associations, and even threats of a lawsuit from civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump. Who would have thought that trying to erase black history would cause-
6: Now, if you have a heart, what happened to the 29-year-old father, skateboarder, FedEx driver and amateur photographer should outrage you. It should shock and disgust you, as should the so-called brothers who chose to behave like a little blue gang rather than as black men. But it damn sure shouldn't surprise you. What happened to Tyree Nichols was as American as apple pie. 404 years later, The United States is still a land of subjects and citizens. I mean, it's more subtle, of course, but the basic structure is still the same. White Americans, unless you are poor or disabled, enjoy the full benefits of citizenship. You can generally vote without impediment, as long as you're not a woke student who prefers the convenience of a drop box. Your family has never faced violent reprisals for trying to go to school or to work. You can live wherever you want without fear of reprisal, rejection, redlining, artificially reduced property values, or your neighbors calling 911 because they don't believe you live there. Historically, America's citizens have felt free to lynch, to riot, numerous times from Reconstruction through the 1930s, all the way up to January 6, 2021. They have felt entitled to overthrow the government when they don't like the outcome of an election. As a citizen, the police generally serve and protect you, your property, and your social comfort. Citizens feel free to scream at the police when they're pulled over, or even to swing their fists at them. They get fed by the police after they gun down a church full of worshipers. They calmly surrender after committing a massacre. But those in this country who are still treated as subjects, black folks, regardless of wealth or status, brown folks, AAPI Americans, poor white folks, non-white immigrants, and others who live at the margins of citizenship, live with the constant risk of housing and job discrimination based on your race, your social status, your hairstyle, or your last name. Higher interest rates and inadequate services and the zip codes you somehow always seem to get routed to. You might face discrimination at the airport and extra surveillance based on the outward manifestation of your religion. And then there is the often rude, dismissive, cruel, and too often brutal and sometimes deadly policing, which again was designed to control you and keep CBS News contributor Ibram X. Kendi
10: argues that anti black racist ideas produce a total disregard for black life. His new book, How to Be a Young Anti Racist, is meant to empower teen readers to do something about that by helping to create a more equitable world. He teamed up with Nick Stone to reimagine his bestseller, How to Be an Anti-Racist" for Young Adults. We do have to start with the very sad news, uh, what we saw on Friday, and then the reaction over the weekend. Peaceful protest, but understandable anger. Uh, Ibram, you've called it a total war
8: uh, on black people. Explain that.
3: Well, black people have among the lowest life expectancy in the United States. And you know what's one of the leading causes of death for young black men? police violence. I just want, for once, black people to live and racism to die. Most dangerous racist idea is the idea that black people are dangerous. And it's an idea that anyone can internalize, anyone can believe, including black people, including uh, black black police officers. And so when you, when you tell black officers or any officer that those people are dangerous, go into those communities and keep us safe, these are the things that are going to happen.
10: One of the bedrock principles of being an anti-racist is that you are actually color conscious. Talk to those parents who think, well, wait a minute, that's opposite to what I want my kids to see.
3: Well, I mean, if, if your child does not see and understand difference, I mean, in other words, there are different skin colors and all those skin colors and all those groups are equals. Uh, then it's incredibly important for them to see that. But they also see that certain people have less. So they're trying to figure out why. (laughs) Why is it that black and brown people disproportionately have have less in this country? And we need to explain to them. Everybody's like, wait, oh, oh, we're on TV right now. Good morning. (laughs) Everybody, good morning, everyone. For the first time in Super Bowl history, two black quarterbacks will lead their teams in the big game. So who's the favorite and who's the underdog? We're going to have much more on the historic matchup. We're gonna have that in just a moment. But just in case you were wondering what we were talking about, come on, you know. It's official. The Super Bowl 57 matchup is set. It's Eagles versus Chiefs, Philadelphia versus Kansas City, and Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes. This is the first time in Super Bowl history there will be two black starting quarterbacks. Is there an entrenched police culture of aggression towards black people? Well, clearly, we could not ignore the ethnicity of the officers that are involved. Uh, That is uh, the uh, pink elephant in the room, and and people talked about that. And when we want to diversify departments, it's not only African-American, we have increased the number of members from the AAPI community, Spanish-speaking officers, Muslim officers. The role was to ensure that you diversify departments so the officers are coming from the communities that they represented and that grew up in those communities. Those officers, I believe, betrayed that when all of us attempted to diversify departments, but we
16: And the attack on the democratic process only escalated in the wake of the 2020 election.
3: We are witnessing an attempt at the greatest contraction of voting rights since the end of Reconstruction and the beginning of Jim Crow.
16: Since 2021, lawmakers have passed at least 42 restrictive voting laws in 21 states. And in Georgia, one of the most heavily black states in the nation, Republicans passed the Election Integrity Act that created a long list of voting restrictions. After a pandemic-era election saw the use of mail-in ballots in record numbers, the law shrunk the number of ballot drop boxes and added ID requirements for absentee voting. Data show black Americans, on average, wait longer than white voters to cast their ballot. And yet the law criminalizes passing out food and water to those standing in line to vote. And finally, the law allows anyone to legally challenge the right of their fellow citizens to cast a ballot, and created a new hotline to accept anonymous tips to report voter fraud. We have made tremendous progress toward realizing our democratic ideals, and yet the ongoing fights over voting and elections show that a significant portion of our country still does not believe in democracy if democracy requires sharing power with multiracial citizens in our multiracial nation. I think a lot about what it will take for a true democracy to take shape in this country, and I worry about how the nation will respond to what is clearly a democratic crisis.
4: And what we saw in
16: this case
4: is that good cops come in any gender, any class, any color. And bad cops can be of any gender and any color. And these cops were blue before they were black. This is why we cannot ban history. This is why. Tell your man. This is why. Tell your guy. We need to learn... Tell him. From, you know, this is why in the midst of all of this happening, banning AP African-American studies in Florida is the wrong thing to do because we
9: need to learn from history. Clearly, it doesn't matter if it's a white policeman or a black policeman. It is a problem in the police, and the policing yes. itself. You know, seems things don't seem to make sense to people unless it's somebody they can feel or they can recognize. Mm-hmm. But how many times do we have to do we need to see white people also get beaten before anybody will do anything? White
5: people need to get beat down. That's nice. Not covered by the media, nearly 3,000 illegals slip past border agents. That's not the people we know about. James Revenge. Here's how the article in Rolling Stone says James Revenge binds Justice Department uses abortion access law to indict pro-choice vandals. After months of right-wing boogeyman, two activists are hit with federal charges. Boogeyman. Hmm. Yeah. And because the chiefs are in, yeah, they're going to go out to the tomahawk chalk again. You knew, you knew that was going to happen. I hope I got this i didn't get this so we're gonna get it right now because this is this is really good so part of the doj that um todd said you know parents are terrorists and he read the few death threats which really wasn't what they were going after um Hold on a second. I'm fucking up by the numbers. Where are we at? Hmm. Wow, I burned through them slides pretty quick. Well, they went after pro-life people for just being pro-life. Remember, this was the case that that Clark Chick weaponized the DOJ against pro-life. And all charges were dropped. Media's not covering it. It was a bogus charge. Didn't even cover it. Then we got this little gem, which I personally love this one. So, remember, Steve Curry is all about white people are bad. All in on the woke. Well, now he joined an organization that's trying to stop poor people from moving next to him. Because why wouldn't you? Last article before we move on to trans. When the officers are black, Tyree Nichols' death raises tough questions about race in policing. And that is from the USA today yeah that's nice that that's that that's really nice that's good shit. um okay so uh we're gonna go into trans really quick our first soundbite uh the three sound bites could be the usual stuff where they're trying to teach an old man how to be fucking non-binary um a liberal freaking out, but my favorite is um the freak show of a drag queen dancing. And then the to top and make it worse. Finland introduces us to their first transfer skater who doesn't even make it 30 seconds
3: on skates. I have thought, to be able to Ja tuota, sieltä on yhdeksän vuotta aikaa, eli siihen yhdeksään vuoteen sisältyy aika paljon. elikkä kun lähdetään ihan nollasta, niin ihan jo sitä, että pysyy pystyssä kahdella jalalla, pysyy pystyssä yhdellä jalalla ja sen jälkeen rupeaa uskaltamaan tehdä jotakin siellä jäällä. Niin ja sitten alkaa pikkuhiljaa ja esiintymään. Alright,
10: now I'm gonna do a quick little cheers that I normally do. I mean, I know there's a little bit here, but. <laughs> This is just a tradition that all shows don't really do. So raise your glasses, cheers to you, what? cheers to me, cheers to the ones that lick us where we pay. Yes. Yeah.
17: Live by itself, by themselves, by themselves. The <laughs> if you
0: don't play into the chance agenda, you're cast out as a bully. And yes, a- yes I can. Um, it's a long story, though. So, I came about, like, wanting to use neopronouns when I was with, um, one of my exes. We don't talk about them. Anyways, no, but, um, they used, like, cat pronouns, and I was like, oh, those are so cute. Like, I- I kind of want, like, cool pronouns, like, something that fits me, because, like, cat pronouns very much suited them, but I was like, I want something that fits me, specifically. And so I started looking, and I was like, okay, well, what about, like, my special interests? Like, I can use- something of that nature something that like something that relates to me i'm autistic and one of my biggest special interests is space and i wanted to use star and star self but then i was like "Mm, two of my friends call me star child and if i started using star and star self they would start using it while calling me star child so that just seems a little bit redundant and then i was like the moon moon and moon self i also use glitch and glitch self um but, that's just because I'm completely and utterly obsessed with Glitchcore. A lot of people don't understand why I use neopronouns. I just think they're cool. They make me feel good, I guess. I don't know, I just like them.
5: I listened to this week. I realize it's cruel and unusual punishment to keep making you guys watch all these fucking freak shows. So, we have this little nugget that the honor code for plagiarism hurts students. Because they can't cheat. And because of what's going on with NHL, the Rangers just said, fuck it. And, of course, the left was angry. We then get into all these nice little nuggets of wokeism. The city of Hollywood, Florida, together with Broward County, were listed as sponsor for a Pride Festival, which featured a kids' area, including drag queens, Drag queen storytime and banned books—we're paying for it. The photo we're about to see depicts a groomer from a drag performance in Bismarck, North Carolina, and that is a kid touching a dude's leg. But it's good. Elementary school and HCPSS advertises new books for library. The book Jacob's New Dresses about a little boy who cross dresses. That's good. that's, That's really, really good. I'm glad we're doing that. Yeah, one of my local private schools doesn't look like an improvement. Hey, he, she, it. It's every fucking where. And then two nice sound bites. One is what leftism does to somebody on TikTok. And this weird lady called Anja Balsamano, walking the busy street of a red state as a liberal, women is empowering and liberating, conservatives can't stop staring at me. Um, she likes herself.
16: Dolce, why don't you introduce yourself to the class? Okay? Hi, my name's Dochi with two
4: eyes I feel anxious when I'm high
9: Standing
12: here in front of a fearman slaughterhouse where 10,000 lives are taken daily 10,000 innocent lives slaughtered here for no more than the taste buds of humankind, of humans here we have the truck approaching where approximately 300 animals are stacked inside this truck. We're gonna, we're gonna stop this truck so we can bear witness. Got run over. <laughs> fucking lunatic! Want <Wouldn't> to stop? <laughs> These drivers have no fucking respect for life, no respect for human life, no respect for animal life.
5: Psychopath. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not looking at you. Um, You're just another person. It's the South. We don't really care. Google exec fired after female boss groped him at a drunken bash suit says, and that just doesn't surprise me. Neither does this tidbit. Children's Hospital advised school district not to require disclosure to parents of chest binding. And this was uh, Missouri School District, the St. Louis Children's Hospital. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. Um, I don't think I played the video, did I? Oh, I did. I just played it. The Vegans, Vegan Activists t- Trying to Stop a Truck. And I, I guess I fucked that up. I wasn't supposed to play it less. And then last but not least, an elementary school, it doesn't say where it is. But that's all sorts of wrong. Uh, why do we have a pride flag out of the front of an elementary school? Anybody? Uh, I just... I, I, it hurts my pancreas. So we're going to go into the media misinformation. And then we're going to swing through an army, a military corner. Uh, Eamon mocks Lindsey Graham because he's... Pony up to Trump. Everybody's doing that for Biden. You don't say the same thing, dickhead. Nobody wants Biden, but they're not going to say they're not going to want it. Intel committee damn tells MSNBC removal of Chivas makes us less safe. How? Um, was, uh, papaya chick talking about Republicans spend all the money. Um, yeah. No, that's not the case, actually. So... There we are, the last of our top six, and we'll go straight into Military Corner.
8: Donald Trump kicked off his first official campaign stop for his 2024 uh, run yesterday in South Carolina. And while his speech offered nothing new beyond his usual culture war grievances, one guest speaker managed to outdo Trump with his theatrics. That would be full-time senator and part-time Trump whisperer Lindsey Graham, who gave what could only be described
11: as a glowing speech. Watch. How many times have you heard, we like Trump uh, policies, but we want somebody new? There are no Trump policies without Donald Trump. You can talk about his policies, But you could not do what he did. Oh, man.
8: I don't know if it's just me, but does Graham look like he's being held hostage there? I mean, should we say, like, hey, Lindsay, blink twice if you need help?
9: Let me ask you about uh, Speaker McCarthy, who has certainly carried through on his uh, threats to block Adam Schiff, as well as Eric Swalwell from the House Intelligence Committee, which you serve on. Uh, You've been a firsthand witness to their efforts, to their capabilities. How do you see this? And what are your colleagues on the committee saying are any Republicans quietly whispering opposition to that move?
12: Well, um, I don't know about that, but um, but I do want to say one thing, which is we've had a number of Republicans announce that they will not vote to remove Ilhan Omar from the right. committee. When I last checked, it was three of them. Now, that's not exactly a tidal wave of opposition. Um,
10: your reaction to some of the Republican demands to raising the debt limit, does it make any sense to tie raising the debt ceiling, raising the debt limit to... Uh, FY25's budget?
13: No, it absolutely doesn't. And by the way, it's great to see you in studio. Um, look, here's the thing. This is hypocrisy, pure and simple, from the Republicans. Republicans, whenever they are in control, have continued to increase the deficit.
10: at the IWAS Wheelchair Fencing World Cup just outside of Washington DC in Leesburg, Virginia. (gasps) This is a major Paralympic competition that will eventually lead to the 2024 Paris Games. And we got the chance here to speak with two different veterans who are competing and learn a little bit more about their unique stories.
9: I am Sergeant First Class Retired Patricia Dykes, otherwise known as Mama T or T within USA Para Fencing. Started fencing at the age of 14 at Morristown High School in November 1978. My best friend talked me into fencing. Fencing, I said, what the heck is fencing? She said, sword fighting. I said, ooh, that's cool. Um, I entered the United States Army Medical Corps in August 1982 as an x-ray specialist. Uh, Went on to airborne school in December 1984 and continued on to Fort Bragg, North Carolina to the 44th Medical Brigade, and then went on to become one of the first waterborne medics, which is a medic on the Army boats. It's a hidden gem. I injured myself a ton as a jumper with, with bad landings hitting my head, so, One of my primary injuries that qualifies me for para fencing is traumatic brain injury. I've had 24 concussions total, 18 was as a paratrooper. So, you know, you just drive on. You go, okay, I, I mean, I will be in the midst of a bout and completely forget where I am, what I'm doing, unfortunately, and yes, I get hit, and I just have to shake it off and go, oh, Okay, I, I'm so passionate about getting more veterans into this sport. At present, we have three, but we've had eight or nine veterans come in and out of the sport. So three of us at present, plus one of our, our referees.
15: Ястребьявога, квадрат тридцать три двадцать
17: The drone attack that occurred in Ukraine facilities today revealed just how important short-range air defenses are becoming for defense against this threat that's proliferating across the globe. Existing air defense batteries like the MIM-104 Patriot surface-to-air missile or Terminal High Altitude Area Defenses have been optimized to defeat high-flying jet fighters and ballistic missiles. are fairly small and can skim close to the ground. That makes them relatively difficult to detect on radar, meaning they may only be detected once they're fairly close to their targets. And that's where short-range defense can provide protection and a final layer of defense, like a goalie on a soccer team. Along with it, large numbers of missiles can overwhelm air defenses with little concern. Not only are many existing air defense systems incapable of dealing with numerous targets fast enough, but their individual missiles costing tens of thousands of dollars may be too expensive and limited in number to expend in the volumes necessary to clear the sky of cheaper types of missiles or drones in particular. Currently, the US Army's only mobile Shorad system is the Avenger Air Defense, a Humvee-mounting two four-shot missile pods on its back loaded with FEM92 heat-seeking stinger missile. It has a fast-firing 50 caliber M3 machine gun as a backup weapon. The Avenger uses a forward-looking infrared sensor and a laser rangefinder, but doesn't have an organic radar to peer further over the horizon. Instead, it can use tracking data networked from an external radar vehicle. This Avenger doesn't compare all that favorably with Russia's specialized tracked TOR missile system or its Panzer S-1 air defense vehicle. The latter truck-mounted system has an organic radar that can spot targets up to 20 miles away, backup infrared sensors, command guided missiles with three or four times the Stinger's range and two super rapid firing 35mm cannons. The disparity in performance reflects that Russia worries a lot more about being attacked from the air, while the US Army has trusted the Air Force to take care of aerial threats since the end of the Cold War. But the drone and cruise missile threat emerging even from lower capability adversaries like North Korea or Iran is proving the assumption to be outdated. STRIKER-BASED M-SHORAD In February 2018, the Army announced that STRIKER vehicles would be modified with sensors and weapons to fulfill an Interim Maneuver Short-Range Air Defense M. requirement. This is in response to a capability gap identified in Europe against Russian Unmanned Aerial Vehicles (UAVs). With the previous focus on fighting in the Middle East, the U.S. Army had neglected SHORAD capabilities. I can't see anything! In future conflicts, it's feared that they would not be able to rely on air dominance to counter enemy aircraft. In addition to deploying Avengers and fielding manned portable Stinger missiles, Strikers are to be upgraded to buy time to build a lasting mobile air defense solution. Because the unarmored Humvee-based Avenger lacks survivability and range to keep up with maneuver forces and hold off enemy aircraft in contested territory, four battalions totaling 144 Striker showrads are planned with the first battery of 12 systems fielded by 2020. The Striker platform was chosen because it has better protection and in regards to size, weight and power considerations, especially for the possibility of integrating a directed energy weapon in the future. The 5th Battalion, 4th Air Defense Artillery Regiment, a subordinate unit under the 10th Army Air and Missile Defense Command, is the first battalion in the Army to test, receive and field the M-SHORAD system. This is truly a testament to our Army's commitment to increase air and missile defense capability and capacity to the joint force, and especially here in Europe, said Brigadier General Gregory J. Brady, commander of the 10th Army Air and Missile Defense Command. Just under three years ago, the 5th Battalion, 4th Air Defense Artillery Regiment was the Army's first SHORAD battalion activated in almost 13 years and now they're proud again to be the first to lead the Army's Air and Missile Defense Modernization initiatives with M. Shorad. The 10th Army Air and Missile Defense Command is proud to be a part of this team effort and remains engaged, postured, and ready to assure, deter, and defend the maneuver force in an increasingly complex integrated air and missile defense environment shoulder-to-shoulder with our NATO allies. The addition of the Stryker M Show Red system will provide better protection of maneuver forces at increased ranges and with improved mobility, allowing stronger defense of U.S. forces, allies and partners against adversary air threats. Trying tried to mix it up and have less who, I kind of
5: like that KC fucking refueling shit. The, um, oh, I didn't do the refueling, I did the uh, air defense. Next, next week I'll do the refueling because it's really long but it's a cool video. So Camp Pendleton gets rammed and seen a lot of this stuff lately. It's not very good. This is very bad. There's been a rash of suicides while they're in shipyards and a lot of this. He was vaxxed, by the way. Things our military, our media doesn't talk about when we have Democrat presidents is all the missions we've done. And last year I covered it at the end show of how many missions we've done, which is a shit fucking ton. This is one that's going to surprise you out there. I'm for this. If you really listen to the history of women aviation in the Navy, they were haulers and they flew a lot of missions and combat missions, but they never got credit for it. And then the shocker of shockers, which is not a shocker, we're buying tungsten M1s, which are different, but we're spending we're sending brand new tanks to them. Slovakia is going to give them T72s or MiG29s. Poland sending them tanks. A Russian company is offered to destroy anybody who destroys it gets money. Um, an interesting one, and I don't know if I grabbed the slide for this because I do this so fast. No, I didn't. Um, no. Um, we're helping them with their howitzers over phones. <laughs> there was once M1 diesels because they want to just keep writing about stuff. And then a Air Force general talked about shooting in the head, and a lot of articles about us fighting with China, and we get our asses kicked just trying to defend Taiwan but it was pretty ballsy for an Air Force officer considering Millie talks about wokeness and wanting to understand white rage. Yeah. This one's always one I cover. Seven decades later, Korean War uh, vet remains found, and I'm going to tell you, I was there for one of the transfers. It was very humbling. Um, My first rotation. This is a future combat uh, stealthy cargo plane. Boeing unveiled, which is... Pretty interesting. Um, Let's see. U.S. Army orders $656 million worth of UH UH-60Ms because they need them while we're fucking around stopping the V-280. Army is going to use a new energy weapon that will knock missiles out of the sky. U.S. Army selects four companies to build the new tactical truck prototype. And I've seen them on base, but I haven't taken a picture. They're pretty fucking badass. They're they're pretty cool. Another one I didn't get the slide for. A new portable mosquito repellent device passes U.S. testing. It basically just goes in the net and it makes them go away, which is pretty cool. Uh, Top 10. Oppenheimer from Military Movies. John Wick. Bunker. Extraction 2, I tried it, it was not good. The Nightingale. I don't like any of them. Um, this video is badass. It was from, oh, will you just fucking go away? All these damn pop-ups. KLM Airbus 330 pilots caught the footage of a Falcon Heavy rocket taking off, and it is just
17: glorious.
1: That is so sexy, and so is this. This is the new
5: Chevelle SS I Super Sport. I I have to. I I have to. NASA record-breaking Lucy spacecraft has a new asteroid target. I think they're going after C two or C twenty twenty three. Um ten. Dazzling sights, the 20, 2022 E3, which I can't see it again tonight. Mars-Venus-Jupiter conjunction. We'll see all three in the sky, and that is in March. April, the Lurid meteor shower. April 15th, 27th, the Eta Aquarid meteors. July 14th to September 1st, Persid meteor shower. August 31st, a super blue moon. September 26th to November 22nd, Orionids. And that's a big-ass fucking asteroid. Uh, October 14th, the annual solar co- eclipse. Where is it going to be? It's going to be in Oregon. Huh. Uh, partial lunar eclipse for most of the East Coast. A Geminid meteor shower in November to December. I'm going to keep this in my geek section because I'm a geek on that kind of stuff. And I will bring it up from time to time to remind us of the skies. And then if for some reason Google has been feeding me a shitload of top cities, top this, top that. And you get the top five. No. Memphis, you want to get shot? I don't want to get shot. Nashville's okay. Chattanooga is like one of the best cities. I don't know. Knoxville's kind of nice. Uh, Smoky Mountains, LBL. To our Light Affair. And then straight into our This Is America. Light Affair is Jake from State Farm, Skip from SNL. I thought it was really funny. And then our light affair is recovering that story of the pro-life guy getting released. Nobody in the media is coming
4: As a homeowner,
0: you never know what's going to go wrong. I wanted to give them a bath.
6: Luckily,
14: State Farm has you covered no matter what the issue. And with the State Farm app, you can file a claim in seconds so you can get back to your life.
6: Wow, that was easy. Thanks, Jake, from State Farm.
8: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Guess I won't be late for work after all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One more thing. Is this dryer safe? (laughs) Bye, hon.
6: Have a great day. Hey, do you want a cup of coffee? I'd love one. No matter what your insurance needs, State Farm has a policy for you.
0: Hello? (laughs) Ah!
14: Jake from State Farm. You're still here. Well, unlike other insurance companies, State Farm's here for you
12: 24-7. Right. Uh, so, what's the plan for dinner?
0: Oh, uh, Jake and the kids and I went out for pizza, but there should be stuff in the fridge to make a sandwich. Come on, god. man. Boom, boom, Text me when you get home. OK.
15: Jays and the Yankees
14: meet tonight at the deciding game of the American Yankees. right. Oh, Whoa. Look who's up, sleepyhead. Think fast.
6: <laughs>
14: hey, where the hell were you?
6: Jake thought it'd be nice to take the kids to church. To church? Yes, to church. And I happen to agree. Now, excuse me.
14: See, you're giving it. You're a natural. Ooh. Give us a. Good neighbor, the state bar is there. Woo! Some heat. <laughs> state bar is there.
11: You paid the insurance claim.
14: <laughs> state
11: bar <farm> is there. <laughs> <farm> is there.
14: <laughs> Looking for better rates? Jesus! You know you won't find them. State Farms rate match. Even if you do find cheaper coverage, we'll just match it.
13: <laughs> this is my house, and I want him gone. He is not a good neighbor. Get
6: your finger out of my face. Save even more when you bundle home and right. Stay tight. State
2: Farms
3: here for you 24-7.
13: I just wanted a policy! Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
11: And here and in my bed with my
0: wife! He took everything. Everything!
17: Step away from the edge. You don't have to do this, buddy. The and
14: I can help. This is America, don't catch you slipping up, no. don't catch you slipping up, no. look what I'm whipping up, no. this is America, don't catch you slipping up, no. don't catch you slipping up, no. look what I'm whipping
6: up. No. This is America. In-
14: time breaking moments
10: ago, a verdict in the trial of an anti-abortion activist facing more than a decade in prison after a confrontation outside a clinic. Mark Meredith is live in Washington with more on the breaking details. Mark. Trace, good afternoon to you. Well, moments ago we heard from the legal team representing Mark Howe, as you mentioned is the pro-life activist who was facing federal charges of violating something known as the Federal Face Act, or the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances. This is video from last week as he was arriving at a Philadelphia courthouse at the start of his trial. And as we talked about moments ago, his legal team told Fox News that they were thrilled with the outcome upon learning that he had been acquitted of both charges. He was potentially facing up to 11 years behind bars. Again, this is video of him walking into court last week with his wife, at the start of a trial this all stems from an incident that dated back to october of 2021 in which halk was accused of physically assaulting a abortion clinic volunteer escort in philadelphia the feds have basically claimed that halk uh, was preventing people from getting into these clinics and obviously that they felt it was a violation of uh, federal law in the face act which i was talking about something we've heard a lot about the justice department from in the last couple of weeks. to our
5: news section uh i will try to be pretentious i just thought what a neat idea to talk about a few things while I'm walking. This is my top 10 for having a successful marriage. It's about 13 minutes long. And uh, I hope you get something out of it. I'm not an expert. I'm not Dr. Ruth. I'm just some guy. But if I've done one thing right, is marriage. Uh, 0615. I'm late today. It is 37 degrees, we're gonna have freezing rain tonight, so I'm gonna do a short little walk because it's gonna be ugly for the next two days and then uh, go home and start a fire. Get that fire going. So I wanna do this series of kinda of right? in the podcast, now that I have this sexy ass GoPro. And I think I want to make it a simple one today. And that simple one is going to be top 10 things to have a good marriage. And this will be very short these the kids and i thought that was kind of mean but yeah so. okay so the things that i think and once again i've been married 36 years uh i wasn't the you know I, I fucked up made a big bunch of mistakes i don't think i i don't think any there is any perfect marriage and there's no all do like all oh, their marriage is so good or specifically women. Their marriage is so good. What's wrong with our marriage? And you try to compare yourself, but there's no perfect. Everybody's perfect when you're at a party or you're somewhere. But when you're one on one the truth comes out and invariably that truth is. Um One of the things we learned when we almost got a divorce was that, well, specifically for the wife, and let's be honest, all women do this, and it's gonna sound sexist, but it's really big to come back six months later and yell at you for something you did that you don't remember doing because you're a guy. And Gigi was, like, huge at this, but those little things turned into just Kilimanjaro, man. They were huge. And they were the reasons we couldn't get along because it was such a wound for her, but she never talked about it. So we went to the never be mad every night. Even if you can't come an agreement on something, you give each other a kiss. You say you love each other and you don't just dwell on that. Whatever you're arguing about. Um, never go to bed. Leave the house. Hang up the phone without saying "I love you." It's an important thing. It creates an environment of love, and it breaks up what ends up happening in every marriage. You, you somehow become roommates. I mean, let's be honest, roommates. You know, You, you don't have much sex, not much much intimacy. You're just roommates, and you lose that intimacy and connection that you're more than that. So always say that. One of the big ones on the list, and for the record, I made this with the wife too. Um treat. Your partner, I'll use the PC rule as a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. And what do I mean by that? You get married, you work for it, you do dates and love and flowers, and then you get married and you just stop doing all that shit. Because you're married to each other, you know, for life. But you still gotta work for it. You still gotta try in some way to let the other person know they're special. So this goes really in hand with one of the things we did to fix our marriage, and we still do it um, to this day, is plan a date night. Our date night used to be cause we were poor. Well, what a fuck? I'm always poor. But when we had kids, man, you just didn't have a lot of money. So it would be like a burger. And we would go to Walmart and go grocery shopping. And then we'd head to Hastings to pick up DVDs. And that was our date night. Just me and her. We'd have food for the kids they're getting older they take care of themselves and just me and her would go on the state and you got to hold hands you got to open doors which i always do but you know what i mean make it a date and we even did one where why well, did it well i make these videos of pensacola so i got our boogie boards which we don't have anymore because Let's be honest. When you're old, you can't book your board and some sand and some shells and a bucket like one of those kids buckets. And I put it on the table and I put the video in on our TV. When she got home, there was an outfit for her to put on. I was in my tank top and a pair of shorts and I turned the heat up in the house. And it was during the winter and we had beach night. We had dinner, I'd gone and picked up her favorite uh, salad and sandwich combo. I guess we both ate it. And we would do this like once every couple months because it became such a good thing. Just sit there and pretend you're at the beach, our favorite place.
2: One of the things I've always done
5: And this is number five. And I'm really out of breath today because it's so fucking foggy. Um, Flowers. Buy your flowers. You buy your flowers when you start dating. Why aren't you buying her flowers? Buy your flowers. I just sound like Chris Farley and that sugar he boy skit. They don't have to be expensive. Go to Kroger, get day olds or, you know, manage your special flowers because they're still good. two go together, never take the person for granted and never say words you're going to regret. And I think we've all done it in a marriage. We've just gotten angry. And at some point you want to one up in arguments and you want to win the argument or you lose it. It's your loved one. It specifically was one of the subjects we'll do on this series about fucking the internet, we all turn into assholes and trolls and say horrible things to people. So eventually it happens. You, you're, you forget who you're talking to. You think you're on Facebook and you start treating people like shit. And that ain't cool. So don't. Always say you're sorry. That took a long time for Gigi. It took a long time. <laughs> she was not down with the sorry. Um, he was, she wasn't big on it. She didn't say it a lot. I never really got him. I got a version of sorry, but it wasn't the words. It would be like, well, you might've been right. Oh, well, initially it was, we're not gonna argue anymore. We're not gonna argue anymore, which is her way of losing an argument when she knew she was wrong, but she wouldn't admit she was wrong. So that's, let me get past this road and I'll do the last two bullet comments. Morning. One. Every night for 30 fucking minutes, hold hands. Something we started doing. We lacked intimacy, so we'd hold hands. So every night, now that I'm back in bed, we're doing it. But you hold hands and you watch a show. Has to be a show together, just 30 minutes. In my household, Gigi wants to get to her million fucking shows and she stays up to 10 and watches shit and it pisses me off because it used to be a no-go. You couldn't do that. So sometimes it bothers me because that used to be one of her no-gos. You can't just sit and watch TV. That's what she would say. You got to go in the living room, but she does it. And sometimes it's hard to get to sleep when you got goggles on and everything. Um, it makes it difficult. But 30 minutes, hold hands, and then last but not least, and I think it's probably the best, best advice I was given. And I have used your wife, your husband, your partner, whatever verbiage is a gift from God. You should cherish that. And you should also remember that when you really lay it out, they're your best friend, but the person you spend majority of your life with, I don't have a lot of memories I remember with my folks. I just don't. I was 17 when I left to go in the army. I've been married to Gigi for almost 37 fucking years. That's a long time. That's a really long time. We've known each other for over 37 years. Hold on. Well, that's cool. Anyway, um, I've known her, known her longer Than pretty much anybody but Todd Lords. But when you really lay it out, I know her way more than Todd Lords because Todd Lords and me talk to each other once a month, maybe over 37, 8, 9 years, something like that. We met as sophomores. They're your best friend. You should cherish them. You shouldn't talk down to them. You shouldn't treat them like shit because when it really comes down to it, the whole world is going to fall away. All your friends aren't going to be there. I had all sorts of army buddies. Not a motherfucker talked to me. Nobody talks to me. I had work buddies. Nobody talks to me. They don't fucking call. They don't give a fuck. She's there. And someday she'll be the only person there when I can't make it to the bathroom on time and I shit in diapers. Which, let's be honest, it's last year. I was close. They're the only person that's gonna be there for you. They're the only person that really fucking cares. Your family will all die off, except for your siblings, and I'm lucky I have siblings that I keep in touch with. But when you really break it down, they're all you're gonna have. And marriage is for life. You should make that commitment, and you should try to do it because everything in our country is so fucking fast food. It don't make it better. It makes it worse. So always remember that your best friend do right by them. They'll do right by you. So that's life hack one. Hope it wasn't too boring. I was getting ready to wrap up and here my brother, Matt in Oregon, sent something that's just too funny not to play.
0: So my child has come out to me as part of the LGBTQ plus community and I couldn't be more proud. Meet Geralt, my bi son.
5: I don't care who you are. That shit's funny. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Over Politic Podcast. show. with your family friends. Go to SoundCloud, Flyover Over Politic with a K, rumble 482467 and tell me to go fuck myself a fop. Podcast at gmail.com. Disconnect from all devices. Don't give the yeah yeahs. We're gonna go with the next show on uh Friday, 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 3 February, year of our Lord 2023. Until then, not gonna do a closing speech. Don't need to do one. You get the picture. We're fucking suit bones. Stay safe. You're where I am. got ice. Going to have some more ice tonight. Not good. I'm going to depart now. Go get my drugs from the pharmacy. Pick up some Copenhagen and batten down the hatches because we're going to get about a half an inch of ice today. It's not going to be good. As always, my friends, thanks for listening. You take care.